Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. And I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Welcome to Empowered AF 2.0. This is Mark. This is your Mark Santiago, host of Empowered AF. If you're listening, that's right. We do these broadcasts live every Tuesday in our Facebook group at 10 a.m. PST. It's your opportunity to engage with me, your host, uh, live and in person. Uh, sometimes I let you guys come on and sometimes I don't. Depends. Uh, usually I have my sidekick, Joey, with me. He is out on vacation this week as we prepare for our upcoming event in Nashville. We're stoked about that. Make sure you guys are muted, please. If you're coming in, uh, make sure your stuff is muted. Uh, we don't want to hear all the other stuff that's going on because this is being recorded for our podcast. So we need to have that on. Uh, love it when you have your cameras on so I can see you are. Got to also understand that sometimes you're at work and you can't do that. So it totally makes sense. I get it. Um, but we are here for you. Today's going to be a little different. Normally, we have a like a topic of focus. Um, but today we're going to actually go with more of a Q&A style. Um, my hope is if you're on and you have those questions, as you're, as you're starting to think about those, go ahead and drop those in the chat below. I do have a few questions from other guys and I don't know if they're going to be on. I'd love to help you guys personally, like right here on the call. So be ready for that. If I call in your question or if you drop your question below and I want to add some more to me, it just makes it more fun, right? Like, let's make this a little bit more of a coaching environment some of you have never engaged uh, with my coaching. You've heard me talk about stuff, but you've never actually been coached by me personally. Um, and so this is something I like to do um, is just to uh, just to get back. Really. Um, it's fun for me. And at the same time, it's also a good way for you to experience uh, what empowered man is really about. So, um, but let's go ahead and continue with those, uh, those questions. So go ahead and drop your questions below in the chat there. Um, those and this is a free for all, so we can talk about really anything you want. Just drop it in the chat. Um, I've got a couple of questions that I'm going to start with here. Just pulling it up right now. Let's go. All right. So <clears throat> Michael H said, "How do you keep a boundary from sounding like a demand? What is a good way to enforce a boundary? I.e., if you do this, then that will happen." So. The, the biggest thing about boundaries that I can tell you, and this is where most guys fail when it comes to boundaries, and that is that they think a boundary is for their wife. They think a boundary is like something you're supposed to do to control the other person. And that's not what true boundaries are about. Boundaries are for yourself. They are for you. They are to protect you, but they are for you. That means that you're not using them. You're not to weaponize a boundary. Most guys weaponize their boundaries. You can't go out at night. You can't talk to this person. You can't post images of yourself in bikinis on Instagram, right? And so they weaponize their quote unquote boundaries. And this is a touchy subject because a lot of guys really like struggle with this. And especially when I say that's, that's not your place. Your place is to create boundaries for yourself. Now, if you have a wife that's disrespecting you, you have to understand the reality of what situation you were actually in. And what I mean by that is, that if your wife is not actively in the marriage, it doesn't matter what you fucking say to her. She's going to do what she's going to do. You can't control that. You can't make her do something. Here's, here's the other thing is that making her do something is control and manipulation. 
And so if you have to make somebody do something, if you have to control them, do they really love you? And do you really love them? So, so to me, if you're going to be in a marriage, there should be a level of mutual submission and respect for one another, right? And so what that means is that you're both on the same page of, hey, we are here to love each other. Now, a lot of guys get confused because you're now in this situation where she's on the outs, she's filed for divorce, separated, living in another house, you're living in another house. It gets really confusing. And that's because you're still treating her as if she was, what, still your wife. And we call this concept neutral woman in Thrive. And that's the idea that we have to uh, pull back, if you will, from the way we've been treating our wife so that they understand who, who is really here and, and what this situation is, because there's boundaries that she's putting on play. Anytime a wife comes to you and says, hey, I don't want to be married to you anymore. I don't love you anymore. I'm cheating on you. I want you to live on the couch. I want you to do whatever. Your marriage is over. Your marriage is fucking over. That doesn't mean you can't create a new marriage. I always have to say that because some guys get all pissy at me. Oh, that's not what God said. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. I fucking get it. I've lived through this shit. I know what you're dealing with, okay? And in that moment, what you have to understand is the marriage you had was over. In order to move forward with her, you have to create a new marriage if you want to be with her. So for those of you who want to be with her, creating a new marriage looks like having boundaries. And so what this guy was asking about was having those boundaries. How do you do that? Well, boundaries are simply what is okay for you and what is not okay for you. Sometimes guys confuse it by thinking it's what is okay for her and what is not okay for her. It's not about that. It's what is okay for me and what is not okay for me. That's the difference. Does everyone understand? Does that make sense? Put a one in the chat, whatever you want to do, put your finger up, whatever. So your focus needs to be on what is okay for me and what is not okay for me. When she does something that hurts you and offends you, it's not your job to control the behavior. Now, what you can do is share with her how that behavior makes you feel, but that doesn't mean it's your responsibility to control it. And if she doesn't respect you, guess what? She's still going to fucking do it, right? Because she doesn't respect you. And if she doesn't respect you, what does that tell you about the nature of your marriage? Guys, you have to stop living in fucking denial. Too many of you live in denial because you're hoping that somehow, some way, if you just set this boundary and control her from posting her Instagram bikini pics, that guys will stop coming up to her and trying to fuck her. You just think if I could just control her, if I could, I had one guy tell me he was already divorced from his wife. And he's like, basically, I try to keep the kids on the weekend or, or on the weekdays. So that way she has the kids on the weekend and she won't go on on the weekend. I was like, why? He's like, because she has more of a chance to go find some guy if she goes out on the weekend. I'm like, bro, do you hear what you're saying? You're crafting your whole fucking life around trying to control and manipulate this person who isn't even married to you anymore. That's how insane some of you sound right now, because you're trying to manipulate somebody who doesn't even want to be with you anymore. Get it through your fucking head. If she doesn't want to be with you, she doesn't want to be with you. And anything you do to try to force her back is manipulation. I say this because I've been there, done that. All right, that's question one. Let's let's get a couple more in here. <clears throat> um, pre-menopause. Uh, honestly, I don't have advice for you because I've never dealt with it. But here's what I can say. Here's what I can say. You have to focus on you no matter what she's dealing with. What that might mean is this, is that might mean you have to be a better communicator. That might mean you have to f- hear her differently 
and understand what it is she's experiencing. Now, if she's using premenopause as a reason to be a bitch to you, that's a different story. And what I mean by that is if she's being mean and cussing at you and all this stuff and says, it's because I'm premenopausal and I don't feel good. Hey, I understand you're in pain, but it's not okay for you to talk to me that way. It's not okay for you to talk to the children that way. I, I don't, I don't really care what kind of pain they're in unless they're, it's literally this uncontrollable like Tourette syndrome or something like that. They should not be speaking to you in a way or doing things to you in a way that is making you feel a certain way. Now, I guarantee it, that's the smokescreen because that's what always is there. There's always a smokescreen. There's always a reason why somebody is doing something and they're using that reason as not dealing with the real shit. They don't want to deal with the real emotions. So I would, if I were you, look for ways that you can communicate and open yourself up to vulnerability and having conversations around that idea of like, are there things that I've done to hurt you? Or how have I showed up as a man in your life? Do Am I the kind of man you can trust with your heart? Because a lot of you aren't. You've been assholes. You've been, you've been jerks. Talking to a guy yesterday who fucking was like basically teenager number four in the, in the, in the family. And I'm like, bro, like, do you see what you've been doing? And he's like, yeah. He's like, basically, I've been an asshole to her. And then I come home and, or, or, you know, I have, he has an asshole job and he comes home and is an asshole at home. And I'm like, well, you know what we need to do? We need to create a Mr. Rogers personality for when you come home. And what that means is that you might, you might have, and this is for all of you that have those hard ch- kind of jobs where you're fucking like, literally you have to be, you know, like maybe, uh, could be law enforcement, could be military could be hard, you know, uh, roughneck guy in the oil fields, could be whatever it is. You work with a bunch of dudes and you're able to be an asshole. Then you come home and you're like, how am I supposed to be this soft guy? We have to create a new identity for you. I call it the Mr. Rogers identity. If you guys remember, I don't know how old you are, but I remember every day during the weekday, I'd watch Mr. Rogers come home from his job, whatever the hell he did. He'd come home and he'd change off his clothes and he'd put on his little cardigan and he'd put on his little sneakers and he would talk softly to the kids and he'd talk softly to the puppets. And he was really nice. Now, most of us here don't want to be Mr. Rogers in our work life and that's fine. But when we come home, we sometimes have to do that. We sometimes have to learn to communicate in a way that makes her feel loved and cared for and respected. All right, let's go to another question. It's fun. Let's keep it up. Struggling to co-parent under the same roof while we move towards separation discussing discussing an open relationship because she does not want to lean in it, build a new marriage suggestions on boundaries for this uncomfortable dynamic. Whoo, this is a good one. Ray, thank you for sharing this. Um, I feel like this would be a really good one for us to go deeper on and thrive, but I will give you some pat answers today. Um, just cause I know you're on here and you want to, want to get some good stuff. Um, <clears throat> so number one, again, I think boundaries again is, is part of this, right? Is like, what is okay for me and what is not okay for me? right? You can communicate to her, Hey, it's not, um, I don't feel good about this. I'm not agreeing to an open relationship and she can still do and choose what she wants to do. Like you can't control that. So, so, and maybe actually, if you can, are you able to hop on? I know you're walking. Can you hop on? Unmute yourself. Okay. Cause I want to, I want to get a little more clarity. So let's talk about the co-parenting. Yeah. Let's talk about the co-parenting part first. What's the structure? Yeah. Um, so Really, right now, just the struggle is in our situation is uh, financially, we don't know how to to separate into two separate locations. And we're trying to stay under one roof for the time being just because of money. Uh, okay. So it's it's toxic. We're, we're not 
we're not on the same page. We're uh, sleeping in different rooms, and yep. uh, and she's definitely starting to cop a big attitude when I come home and the dynamic of the house changes. It's a different energy when me and her are in the home versus when it's just her and the kids or just me and the kids. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember, was she having an affair or did she already sleep with somebody else? Uh, when I first talked to you, that was a no. But uh, since I showed up in power, she grew some balls and confessed. So, yeah, yeah, she has. Yeah, which I pretty much usually can tell. I just don't like to bring those out on our calls because it doesn't it doesn't accomplish anything. So no, here's the it thing. is what it is. Yep. <laughs> and so that's part of why she's being angry with you is because she feels guilty of her own shit. So, so any yeah. of you who are living in a situation where it's like, I remember this specifically. I came home. Um, my ex-wife, this happened years and years ago. Um, she went on a trip and came home and was just a mess, crying and all this stuff. And she's like, I feel like you're dead to me. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? What do you mean? Yeah. And anytime I was around her, it was like she would get like all freaked out. I couldn't touch her, couldn't anything. And I didn't know what was going on until I discovered the affair. <laughs> and so this is what happens. This is part of it. Um, so... Here's what I would say, and, and this is kind of the dynamic I took on was was that we started separating our entire lives um, around times. So, for example, what we did was we created in home in home co parenting, and so what that looked like was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and like alternating Sundays or something like that. It was like one of us had the kids, and it was like our responsibility when we came home at night to feed them, clothe them, bathe them, whatever. And the other person did not have to be there. If they chose to be there, fine. But it was almost like we were living in separate houses. We just happened to be living in the same house. And what that did was okay. it created a dynamic. And I led this. I created the whole thing. I said, so here's the days you're going to co-parent. Uh, and these are the days I'm going to co-parent, right? So on, on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, or whatever. So it was like, we kind of had our own little in-house thing. You can do a 5-2-2-5, or you can do a 2-2-3. I like a two, two, three because, or, or every other day, because like, it just helped with the flow of things. Obviously it also depends on your schedule. Right. But if you just literally come to the table and say, okay, so here's the plan moving forward. Um, in order for us to do this accomplished, well, um, we're going to split it up so that as if we were living separately, you're going to have the kids on these nights. So when, when I come home, I'm either not going to come home or I'm going to stay completely out of things. I'll eat dinner on my own. I won't eat dinner with you guys whatever. And you have the, you have to have that conversation with the kids. She's like, listen, mommy and daddy are on our way to, you know, a place where we're both going to be living in separate homes. So we're going to start practicing that now it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but this is going to be the best thing for us because we want to create an environment that's safe for you guys. And right now that's not happening with the way things are set up. So just being up on honest and, and vocal with them. Right. So what I would say is create that separate uh, lifestyle, if you will, shit, take that opportunity, go try something new, go hang out with your buddies. Like I was, I was just like trying to get involved with as many things I could get involved with during that time, because you don't want to be just sitting around idle thinking about shit. And I took it on my time, you know, basically create new business opportunities. I was, I was doing whatever I could hustling. Um, you know, obviously I know you're already hustling and doing shit yourself, but like maybe fun things for you right? Maybe it's like take an art class, do something else. And that automatically anyways, is going to keep you from like doing the same pain shit, sitting in your stuff, thinking about it. Like, yeah. you know, you know, our philosophy and thrive, right? Everything's like move forward, move forward, move forward, because the more you sit and dwell in it, it's not going to actually do anything and change anything. So uh, hope yeah. that helps. It does. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate your insight on that. You're welcome, brother. All right, let's go to uh, Chris Anderson. I'm living my own 
now. Divorce is set to be completed soon. I've struggled with keeping the past in the past because I felt there wasn't much accountability on her end. We become more cordial, but the hurt and pain is still lingering. I question my role in keeping those feelings to myself and let it go and move on. It's hurting my daughter. So Chris, um, I'm not sure of the question, but I would assume you're asking about how do I move forward without holding her accountable? So if that's true, what I would say is this, it's not your job to hold her accountable. Um, it's not your responsibility. Once somebody doesn't want to be held accountable, guess what? You can't hold them accountable. I literally was just sharing this with my team. It's like, we'll have guys enter our sphere uh, who want to be held accountable to what we're dealing with. And it's like, the second they pull away and say, I, I don't want to be held accountable, we can't hold them accountable. Because why? We have no influence with them anymore. We have no authority. And it's not that we keep people accountable from a, um, you know, like some weird paradoxical place of, of holding shit over your head. Like, oh, you need to be a better man. You're a fucking pussy. But it's more from a place of if you come into our world, we're going to hold you accountable to the man you want to become. And so like in Thrive and in Thrive Plus, like that's specifically our goal is to help you become empowered in every dimension of your life. And so the same thing here with accountability with your wife, if your wife is no longer your wife, you have no accountability. She has no accountability to you. They're like, you don't have a relationship for her to be accountable to. Right. And it may, here's the thing, guys, it feels unfair because it fucking is. It feels unfair because it is. Like, the more you can just accept that, the easier this shit's going to be. Because what you think is, what you think you can do, which is control, you can't. And the more you try to control, the less you win. But the reason you're trying to control is because you feel like it's unfair. And it's like, I feel like I've been ripped off. I feel like I've been gypped. This isn't what I signed up for, right? All of those things. I'm going to flip it for you. I can 100% guarantee you your wife says the same thing about you. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I can 100% guarantee that your wife is saying to her girlfriends, I didn't sign up for this shit. I didn't sign up to be emotionally abused by this asshole. I didn't sign up for him to be looking at porn all the time. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for that. I didn't sign up for those things. Fuck him. And that's the truth. She thinks that way about you just as you think that way about her. And that's part of the problem, right? Is because neither of you can come to a place of coexistence based upon mutual values. Marriages change because values change, guys. Marriages change because values change. If your wife starts having different values than you, it's changed. The marriage has changed. And if your values don't align with hers, guess what? You're separated. Some of you were separated way before you were separated. You, you, now, if you look back, you go two, three years ago, shit started changing. Things were different. And I wasn't intentional enough. I'm going to tell you right now, I am one of the most intentional motherfuckers in my marriage than you'll ever see. If there's, a, if there's an ounce, an ounce of discord, I'm all over it. I, I'm, I'm looking at myself. <clears throat> How do I go home? I'm self-accountable. Hey, I'm feeling like there's a rift here. Let's work through this. And it's like, the, it could be the dumbest shit. And you can ask my wife, she'll, she'll, somebody you'll meet her in, in uh, Nashville if you're a client of ours. And, and she'll tell you the same thing. It's like, damn, he comes to me and is like, what? it's like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, because I want to own my shit. And I want to understand what's going on here so that we always have peace. Because my goal is that for us to stay like this, this is what happens. Because why? There's always those little foxes that spoil the vine. There are always the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's those little things that get in there that add up over time. And when you don't communicate about sex, when you don't communicate about your feelings, when you don't communicate about those things, you leave opportunity for those foxes to destroy your marriage. That's a long rant. But anyways, hopefully Chris got something out of that. Um, 
three years ago, conversation toxic. It's the one-way conversation on our side and I have to shut down. Yeah. All right. Who else has any questions? We got any more questions in there? I don't see any more. If you do, drop them below. Uh, deep, Mr. DB, you want to, I guess you want to get on? I'll go ahead and ask your question on. You can unmute yourself. You got to unmute it. Um, yeah. I found out my wife had an affair with a man that has my same name, Dan. Ah. But everything I see that has my name on it is, it's just, it's screwing up me bad. I mean, yeah. You know, going through my head, you know, her screaming my name. And it's, you know what I mean? Yep. The hell can I do about that? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in leaning into the pain. And yeah. allowing your heart and yourself to express in a healthy way, not in unhealthy ways, right? And so what that means a lot of times is could be getting in a journal. Um, one of my favorite things to do was get in a really cold or hot shower and scream my fucking lungs out. Just rage. Yep. And just allow your shit to be what it is. Grief is like the ocean. It comes in waves. There are going to be days where you're going to you're going to feel like sad and depressed. There are going to be days where you feel angry. There are going to be days where you just bargain with yourself and go, if I'd have just done this, if I'd have just done that. There are going to be days where you're just like over it and you're like, I'm done. I'm not even going to, I don't want to think about it anymore. And then it'll come back again. And it just, it just keeps going. So what I always like to say is lean into it because those, every emotion you're feeling is a gift. That, that's the way I look at it is every emotion I'm feeling is a gift from my creator It'll because it allows me to express something so that I'm not dead inside. Because the minute you die inside is the minute you're no longer good to this world. And it's the minute you've disconnected and you have hopelessness. And hopelessness and despair is why people commit suicide. And I, and I'm not, I don't bring that to the surface to you know say you're in that situation, but we deal with men here and we've had clients. We've had people come into our world that have committed suicide because of this shit because they didn't deal with the pain and they refused to get the help they need. And they did what I call the most selfish thing you could ever do. I don't, I understand you're in pain, but that's a selfish thing to do. And so what I hear in you, uh, Dan, is that you're, you're kind of in the opposite of that, right? You're, you're like, how do I get through it? Because I don't want to feel this way anymore, but you also aren't looking for unhealthy ways. So number one is, is, is allowing the emotions to be real and and giving your giving yourself place and space for that. So what I mean is like giving yourself intentional time to just be vulnerable and real is huge. Um one of the things that I would do is like when I didn't have my kids, I would find times at night or whatever and I would put on music and I would just say, "All right, we're going to just write in my journal and I'm going to let the tears flow. I'm going to let whatever is happening happen and I'm going to express it however. And if it means I'm crying, if it means I'm going, fuck, if it means I'm just like that fucking bitch, whatever it is that I'm feeling, I'm going to fucking express it because it needs to come out and I need to be okay with it. And man, I'm telling you, that was a much quicker path to healing for me to where it was like, able to process things much clearer. Like we have to let those things go. I also say this is that when you allow yourself to grieve, you're telling yourself that your pain matters. Most men growing up were told that their pain doesn't matter. And what that means is that it's not okay for you to cry. It's not okay for you to feel You just need to suck it up and get over it. And that message is permeated in our beings. Why? Because we're designed to go to fucking war. We're designed to kill we're designed to provide, 
that's how we're made. Like that's our DNA, but there still has to be a part of us that grieves. And there has to be a part of us that is sad because there also is that part of us that wants to love. I call it the warrior poet, you know, where it's where the guy who's like, he can fucking kill somebody and take his fucking head off on this side. But on the other side, he can be tender and loving. But the only reason, the only way you can access the tender and loving is if you allow this side to have its place, the warrior side. But if you don't have the warrior side and you're just this tender, loving guy, you're a fucking pussy. Like that's how it works. And you'll, 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 you'll go between the alpha, the beta, and you'll be back and forth between the two and um, not a fun place to be. So my recommendation is, is always is to lean into that and see where it takes you from a journaling standpoint. I know that's, it's a complex issue and I don't, I don't mean to trivialize the issue as it is. Um, but hopefully that at least gives you somewhere to go. It's seeing it written down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just I- in that spot right now where you've just got to like, like write it down, like express it, keep, just stay at it. And, and, and then as, as you start to express the feelings, what you want to look for is a shift in your own understanding. For me personally, that was a, it was a shift to, I'm going to stop crying for me and start crying for her. Um, I, in one of my recent podcasts, I talked, I talked about that idea. Um, and that was a big game changer for me because it took the emphasis off of what I did wrong and started to see the pain she was in to cause that for herself. And what she must be called. Because here's the thing for someone to violate their vows, that's a whole, that's, that's a complete eradication of their value system. And, and they're like, shit, who am I now? I've, I've violated my, my vows. Who am I? That's confusing. That's loneliness. That's the way she feels right now. Guarantee it. So Good. let me move on <laughs> to the next question. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for that question. All right. Um, two, three minutes ago, I knew there was another one here. Do you have suggestions on sitting down discussing the shift in values of the people in marriage growing evolved? Yeah. I mean, I think this depends, Josh. Um, and, and again, I don't remember where you're at in your journey, but if, if you're still married to the same person and you've noticed value shifting, I think it is a conversation to have. Um, I, personally, it's like, I like having these discussions on a regular basis, like monthly, quarterly basis, where you're just like, you know, what is up? How are things going? You know, deeper types. Um, my wife and I like to go to the beach, uh, and, you know, and, and take a, a mini vacation, you know, quarterly or so. Um, we're going to Nashville for the thrive event and then we're going to stay an extra day or so. So it's like, we're going to spend time with each other and like, you know, evaluate things and like, how are things going? And what do you, what are you working on or what's, what's happening in your world? And I think that's where those types of discussions come from and you start to notice with each other. I, I don't know if that helps, but that's, yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, let's see. Is there value in finding time and activities of family for family still? I can't tell my kids are a bit uncomfortable, but I don't want to give up on some time to show the mom and dad together. Um, so Dan, just to, if, if I recall, I can't remember if you guys are separated in house or not, but yeah. Is it separated in house? No, separated and uh, separated. So she lives okay. in an apartment. I'm okay. here with the kids. Okay. So I'll give you I'll give you a quick two-minute answer here. And then Thursday night, we can dive in a little bit deeper at dinner. Um, yeah, this is one of the lucky guys gets to have dinner with me, by the way. Anyways, so um, what I, here's what I'd High level, the way I look at these situations is once there's a separation period, the family dynamic has to shift. Um, I'm, I'm just... I, and I know why you're asking this because it's coming from a place of how do we reconcile? Um, 
I'm a believer in allowing things to have their place where if she's not wanting to be a part of the family, and this is kind of how I showed up as well in mine. I started like when I, when I left my marriage, of course it was a little different because I actually wanted out of the marriage. It wasn't like yours, but prior to that, there was a, there was a situation where she left us and it was me and the kids and it was, it was just craziness. Right. And so I was with the kids all the time. She moved out. She was with boyfriends, et cetera. And so what I did was I got really intentional about family time without her. And what that did was it created a dynamic where she started seeing, holy shit, like he's showing up as a dad in a powerful way. And I miss that. And so she would start coming back around just to be a part of it. And I'm like, Hey, if you're going to be here, there's going to be some boundaries because I want to make sure that you like, you understand where we're at. Like, I'm, I'm not here to be your husband right now. We're not together. This is just mom and dad doing things. Now that might be harder for you because you're still in that spot of like, I want to save it. I wanted to, you know, whatever. I'm like, I, I get that. That's, That's not, not it. Okay. Not it. I okay. just don't know if there's a value for my kids and the four of us to try to preserve a union together because of my kids and the sense of, I don't want them to grow up with their perception that mom and dad are just two people who don't have a place in life together anymore. And yeah. I don't want them to feel as though that's where marriage goes. I want yeah. them to see if a marriage does fail, that there's still a way to be good to each other. And that's not the worst thing that could ever happen. I don't know if that's realistic, yeah. though. I, so, yeah, I, I do think there's some realistic truth to that. Um, in my situation, that wasn't the case. But that doesn't mean it's not possible because I have seen it in other people. And that would be an ideal world, right? Now, I'm not a big there's, – there's a lot of people out there that, like, they like travel together, like they're remarried and they like do these family vacations together. I mean, great. But I think in your, like where you're at right now, I think it's actually healthier to like put the boundaries in place and create like what, like this is what it is. This is our family right now. Eventually over time, we'll try to do something together. But for now it's focus. It's the focus just becomes them and, and you and creating a new family dynamic. Like for me, when I moved out into my new house, um, after I was like, while I was getting divorced, what I decided to do was instead of do the typical bachelor pad apartment, you know, I was thinking about going swanky. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a nice house. I actually got a bigger house than, or I got, a, I got the same size house basically as my last one and said, we're going to create Santiago family 2.0 here. And so we have family dinners. We have all this. We just do it minus mom. And for them, it like my daughter and I were talking about a couple of days ago. And she was like, it was a special time. It was a year and something changed before I ended up in my next uh, marriage. And, and, and in that it was like, Hey, this was a unique time for us. And then, you know, now we have, I'm newly married, I'm married a couple of years now. And, and my kids uh, all together, like we have seven together. And so like, we have a new family dynamic, but like, they remember that specific season. Now, again, it's different because in my situation, my kids don't have a relationship with their mom anymore. So two of them don't. So it's a little different than your situation. So I don't, I don't want to try to put the two together, but what I'm saying is it's more about the fact that I decided I'm going to have a family dynamic that is us, regardless of whether or not mom is around. I know what you're saying is the value you have is wanting your kids to see that just because there's a divorce doesn't mean we can't have that. I think that's more of a longer term thing than a right now thing. Does that, does that make more sense? Makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Uh, so we're going to get past the feeling of being trade. Uh, Travis, I'd, I'd love to chat with you if you get on the phone with me.
uh, we had a call scheduled and uh, I, I share with you more there. Um, anyways, for the rest of you guys, keep posting those questions in our Facebook group and uh, we'll continue to uh, do more of these. I think next week we'll have back to topics. Um, but hopefully if you like these, let us know you like the Q&A style. We can do more of these. I like them. They're fun for me. Um, but until I see you next time, have a good one. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.